0: We are in our very final lesson on this current series that we're in on the power of change. So that means next week we're going to begin a new series of lessons, and it's going to be called Rest. And I know some of you are thinking, oh, that sounds wonderful. But let me tell you something. Rest is not as easy as it sounds. And the biblical rest that we hear about and talk about and that God signifies, it's it's not the same as laying on your couch all day and watching TV. And so Peyton is going to be dealing in the first two weeks, he's going to be looking at this constant hurry that we have in our lives and that we feel in our lives and that it's hard to get off that treadmill, right? Right. The next two weeks, I'm gonna be taking the rest aspect of it, um, which again, is, is not always easy, but what you're gonna find is that God, in the very beginning, saw something that was good for humanity. And, and so we're gonna really dig into that. But today, we are, we are, we're gonna to finish up this series. You know, today, is, um, it is the, the playoffs, right? In the NFL, uh, that these, these four teams, only two's gonna come out and they're gonna play for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks to determine who is the best. Anybody got a team that's, that's still in the playoffs? Still? Oh wait, now I know we got some Michigan people here. Yes, yes, I, actually I'm all, for, I'm all in for Detroit. I'm all in, I've been a Cubs fan my whole life. It took 108 years, but we got another championship. So I, I know, this big for them. But, but it's, it's an important deal, right? And everybody that started the playoffs, all those teams, they wanted to win. They worked all year long to make it to the playoffs, to get to that opportunity. And all the fans, they wanted their team to win. And we know that there's several fans who are very disappointed because only one is going to be able to win the Super Bowl. Here's what Vince Lombardi, which is what is named after the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy. And, and he was, in my opinion, the greatest NFL coach of all time. And he said, winning isn't everything. It is the only thing. Now we read that and we think, well, that doesn't sound like a very spiritual attitude, does it? And then we read something that the Apostle Paul said. And he says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run? But only one, only one receives the Lombardi trophy, right? The prize. So he says, run that you may obtain it. So he says here, or what he doesn't say is, run to have fun. He doesn't say, run to finish. He doesn't say, run to get one of those Neil deals. He doesn't, Joe, and I know this disappoints you, he doesn't say run to get a participation trophy. (laughs) He says run to win. Wow. During the 1996 Olympics, Nike ran this ad. It says, you don't win silver, you lose gold. In other words, when, when you go into these competitions, it is all about winning, it is all about getting the prize, right? So why is it that in our own Christian lives, our own lives in general, that sometimes it feels like we're not winning, right? It just feels like that sometimes. It's like, you know what, I, I wanna try to get you know, closer to God, but it just doesn't seem like that I have. I wanna, I wanna do better financially, but it just we never can get ahead. I, we, we've tried to, to have a better marriage, and, and yet it seems like we're still dealing with the same things. I, I, we've, I, I've tried to have the, the kind of Christ like mentality, but yet I still deal with worry. And you may say, well, what is the problem? The problem is you're trying. And that may sound very confusing at this particular point, but let me illustrate. I've heard people who've said, you know, I'm trying to stop procrastinating. I'm trying to read my Bible more. I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to go to bed at a decent time. The problem is we're trying. That's the issue. You say, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. Before we really get into this lesson, because this lesson is about getting us over the hump of trying, I want us to go back and look at each lesson very briefly, because each one of these is is intended to build upon the other. So that first week, we said, listen, it's all about spiritual transformation. We're not talking about about, um, behavior modification, because if you change your behavior and you don't change your heart, the tendency is you're going to go right back to it. So the very first thing that we had to ask in that first week was, who does God want you to become? Who is it? That's what I I strive to be, is who God wants me to become. And then the second week, we we talked about habits and and routines. And and we said, you know what, there are some things, if we want to be like Christ, be the person that God wants us to be, there's there's some holy habits that we need to pick up in our lives. And so we asked the question, what is one habit you need to start? And then last week, we said, no, wait a second, there are some habits that maybe we've already been doing that are not good, that are not helping us to be the person that God wants us to become. And so we asked the question, what is one habit you need to break? And I hope that you've been, you've been taking these things seriously, and I hope these are things that you've wanted to do. And maybe some of you are like, you know what? I started out, I tried, but but you know what? I just haven't. I just can't. I, I've tried. I'm still trying. And that's the point. The point is that we don't try. That's not what gets us to where we need to be. It's about training. It's about training. To become who God wants me to be. So this is why today we're saying, I'm not trying. Huh? I'm not trying. I'm in training. You were trying to get ahead of me, weren't you? And so we asked the question today, what is or what are you training to become? What is it that God wants you to be and how are you training to become that very thing? Now those in Corinth, they would have loved what Paul had to say. The reason is they lived in an area in Greece that was very close to Olympia, Greece. That is the home, the ancient Olympics was in Olympia. Missy and I, we had the privilege of being able to go there and to see all of these ruins. This place was alive when the Apostle Paul was writing these things. So every four years they had these, these Olympic Games, but every two years they had the Isthmian Games. And they were held in Corinth. They were like a a smaller version of the Olympics. And they had chariot races, and they had disc throw, and javelin throws, and wrestling, and boxing. They even had singing and, and poetry competitions. I kid you not. So the Corinthians, they would have perked up. When Paul says to them, in a race, everyone runs... So you run to win. There was no gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal. There was just a victor's wreath that was worn around the head. I think it was the Isthmian games were made out of pine. And so this, this festival, uh, only one received that crown. There was an epitaph. It was unearthed in Olympia. It's with a boxer named Agathos. He was from Alexandria, Egypt. And this is what it says on his epitaph. It says, here he died boxing in the stadium, having prayed to Zeus for a wreath or death. Age 35, farewell. So for him, it was like, I want to either be, I want to win or I would rather die. That's that's what we're talking about here. So Paul, then after he says, listen, run to win, he then right after that says, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive an, a perishable wreath, but we, an imperishable. He's talking about training. We just talked about two things over the last couple of weeks that exactly what they would have done. There were certain, certain routines, certain habits they would begin in their lives in this training, and there were certain routines and habits that they were doing in their lives that they needed to get rid of. So what you find is, is you had this, you had a, this rigorous training that was, that was mixed with restraint. That was what was necessary in order to be successful. Troy here, he's He's been a trainer for a long time. Wouldn't you say, that's what's got to happen. If you want to get where you want to get, Troy's going to tell you, listen, here's some things you need to do. He's also going to say, here's some things you don't need to do. Because we understand if we're going to reach a goal, that's what it takes. The Christian, we train for a different reason. We train to win a prize, but it is not like the perishable wreath of those Isthmian games or the Olympic games. It's an imperishable. It's eternal. And we don't do it for our glory, which is what those athletes did. And if you look at the common athlete today, we see that's what it has become about too, isn't it? But that's not why we do it. We run for the glory of God. Well, Paul continues, and he said, So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should should be disqualified. Paul says, I run with a purpose. He says, I enter into the competition. He says, I am not afraid, like a shadow boxer who's just out there boxing the air. He disciplines his body. He is training to do what it is supposed to do. And so, in his own life, really what he's saying is, I'm not trying, I'm in training. Say that with me. I'm not trying, I'm in training. In the ancient games, the athletes, they would train for 10 months to get ready for these games. They would put themselves on strict diets. The runners... They would practice and run in the nude. Really strange. But they didn't want anything to restrain them from being the best, to being as fast as they possibly could. These wrestlers, they went out in in this intense temperatures. In the summer, over in Italy, it would get over 100 degrees. and, And it was in the heat of the day, the wrestlers would go out and they would wrestle and practice. In the winter they would go out in the extreme cold. In some cases, this is bizarre, in some cases they would wrestle bulls and horses and even lions, which is why I would enter the singing competition. (laughs) I want to keep my clothes on and I don't want any wild animals, right? But listen, even the singing competition, it was intense. It wasn't like getting in there and singing one song and, you know, like you see on American Idol or something. No, it was a musical composition. It would last hours. So when you look at Scripture and you go all through it, it never tells us, try to be more godly. But here's what I do read. He says, train yourself. To be godly and that's why we say i'm not trying i'm in training say it with me i'm not trying i'm in training and then paul says right after this in verse 8 he says for the training of the body has limited benefit right it's got some value but he says training for godliness it has value not only in this life but the one to come Now, let me break this down because I think this would make it a little bit easier for you to understand this idea about training. And that is, training, or trying rather, is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. Am I right? Really think about it. When you're trying, you've already got your excuses set in. Uh, Trying gives us permission to fail. Because we've already said, I'm trying. I've got a way out. So someone might say, well, you know, I want to read my Bible more, or I'm trying to read my Bible more. And what that may mean is, I'm not reading. Someone may say, well, you know what, I'm, I, I'm trying to be nice, but you're not. I'm trying not to eat the whole thing, but I did. (laughs) Right? Because trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. But when you are training, you make a commitment. You're saying, I am willing to put in the hours. You're saying, I don't care what the weather is. I don't care how I feel when I get up in the morning because I've got, I've got a goal in mind. I'm training for something. There's a prize. There's something wonderful. And, and, and we're not talking about here that you earn your salvation. But he says, listen, we are, we are Christians and followers of Jesus. And if we really are serious about that, then we got to be committed to it. And that's what Jesus tells us, isn't it? He says, you want to be a disciple of mine, a follower? He says, you take up your cross and follow me. If you know anything about the cross, you understood exactly what he's saying. He's saying, look, I'm not looking for people who are just trying to be better people. I'm looking for committed people. Now, when we talk about training, there's a couple of things that we, we usually um, start doing. Um, One is you get the gear right you got to get the gear So if you're going to be a runner You know, you're going to buy the shoes You're going to get the more expensive socks the little shorts The hat and the the sunglasses that are aerodynamic You're going to get the water bottle and of course the fanny pack and whatever they put in those fanny packs, right? If you're going to train to be more organized, you get the gear. Some of you melancholies out there, you're you're shaking your head because you know what that means. That's the special markers, and that's the stickers, and that's the binders with the little inserts because you gotta get the gear if you wanna be more organized, right? The other thing is we create a game plan. You have to create a game plan. Uh, Rocky, Rocky doesn't show up to, to to fight apollo creed by just you know well i'm just going to try to do my best no he trained he ran ran through the city people ran with him remember that goes up the steps of the Capitol up there and he's all victorious right he's dancing around and if you've seen the movie you know what he's doing he is he's he's boxing meat and freezers he's chasing chickens around because he's not trying he's in training right And it's the same thing in in Rocky IV. You know, he goes out in the Soviet Union, he finds a secluded place. He's chopping down trees. He's got logs and he's running with it. He's pulling sled in the snow because he's not trying. He's training, right? So if you are training to become the person that God wants you to be, then you get the book. You watch the videos. You get the membership. You may go out and get a mentor. You may get a trainer. You devote your time to it. And other people are going to come up to you and say, I I don't know how you have the time. You know the answer. It's because you prioritize it in your life. And when when somebody says that to you, you just say back to them, I'm not trying. I'm in training. Let's try it. All right, so if you're training to be close to God, then you get the gear. You get that Bible that you enjoy reading. Or maybe, maybe you download the, uh, the YouVersion app, Bible app, and they've got all kind of different plans that you can, you can read that help specify in various areas. Or maybe you get the Bible Project app. And you, you get serious about it. You, you buy a journal and, and you start writing out things that like, this is what God has been showing me. Or uh, you're writing out you know, sermon notes or you're, you're, you're listening to th- things that are good and pure. You're, you're getting some Christian music in there because you want your mind to be in the presence of God. And you have a plan. And you plan to be at church every time you get that opportunity. You want to you want to be a part of these things whether it's in in worship and and our sermons or in Bible classes or whether it's you know being a part of the singing and and uplifting each other and song and and singing and praising God and, and we're just we're we're filling our minds with these good things. Because when you're training, you don't act according to your feelings. You know, I'll be a part of church life if I feel like it. I don't always feel like it. It's raining. It's cold. Or for me, it's hot. Right? You're you're committed to it. When, When you're an athlete, you're a competitor, you're a disciple of Jesus, you're fighting for something that really matters. You're not trying to be godly. We're training to serve God in every way possible. And that's why Paul says, listen, I don't run aimlessly, I run with a purpose. And so maybe what you say is, well I don't know what that purpose is, so I go to God and I say, God, show me, direct me, lead me. Who is it, who out there that I need to love? Where is it that I need to give? What is it that I need to do? Father, just direct me. Lead me. Because I got the gear. I got the plan. We're not trying to save our marriages. We're training to have great marriages. And so you get the gear. Whatever that may be, maybe it's a book somebody tells you about or you heard about, and it's, it's like really good. Maybe, maybe it's our marriage workshop, and, and even if you've got a good marriage, you're like, that's not what we're striving for. We're striving for a great marriage, and I won't be a part of those things. Or, or maybe you get yourself in counseling, or maybe it's, you, you, just, you pray together when you'd rather be yelling at each other. You're not trying to be a better friend. You're training yourself to be more generous and encouraging to people. You're you're picking out the right kind of folks that that you want to be with that that build you up spiritually. You're a light that's shining in the darkness, and Jesus, in your life, he's making you brighter. Know who God has called you to become look at your habits, look at your routines, start becoming what God wants you to be. Get rid of those things that are keeping you from being the person God wants you to be. Get the word trying out of your vocabulary because you're not trying anymore, we're training. In fact, let's just say it one more time. I'm not trying. I'm in training. You know, God, he didn't try to show us that he loved us. He demonstrated it. Jesus, he came. There was a plan. He got all the gear that came with it. And it was there on the cross that he gave his life. The ultimate commitment. Jesus, the Son of God. He was perfect in every way. Therefore, he could be the sacrifice for us and our sinfulness. And by the goodness of God, Jesus was raised up from the dead after three days. So that... So that all who come to Jesus, all who give themselves to him, who call on his name, who are baptized in his name, they can be saved, washed, made new. And you may be here this morning and you just feel dirty. You just feel shame. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus came and he, he gave everything. He committed himself. So that we could be free. And, and then what we learn is this old is gone, this new has begun, and we are devoted to Jesus. We're not trying to be like him. We're training to be like him. And you're going to be in training probably the rest of your life here on this earth, but I'm here to tell you, you can keep knocking these things out one at a time as As God continues to show you the way and you are just devoting yourself to it. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would be a a turning point for so many. We want to change. We've tried at times. All of us have tried at times and we've failed. So, Father, change our, our, our mindset. Give us a clear picture of who you want us to be. Drive it deep into our hearts. Give us the habits that we need to start and the power to overcome the habits that we need to break. Father, I pray that there would be people here that would just step across that line, that would go all in for you. And Father, we just pray this In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen.